podcast. I'm back after a long time. This is a movie about sports. Movies. <laughs> it's a podcast. So it's Shall totally been a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's let's continue. Let's go with it. How have you been, James? You know, I've been very well. Since our last podcast, we've been we're out of lockdown. Out of uh, lockdown. So it's very exciting. And now, surprisingly, in the UK, we've had very sunny weather. So that's a nice change. So enjoying the sun. What about you, Tara? To be honest, four months seemed like a blur. It felt like it was just yesterday. <laughs> but actually, we decided we wanted to test our memories over the last four months. Yeah. And give each other 30 seconds to just talk about the, the biggest things that have happened. Okay, so do you want to start? I can start. Okay, okay. let's go for it. So... Oh, no, I don't know. I don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is part of the game. All right. Okay. I'm going to count you down. So 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Okay, I think I'll do about five. Let's let's try it. And if not, we just talk in between. All right. <sighs> so these are sports and movies. Yeah, just give a summary of the last four stuff. months. just Summary of the last four months. A lot has happened. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Three, two, one. Okay, so since last February, I mean this February, already off to a great start. <laughs> I'm just trying to run down the time. Oh, shit. Went quicker than I thought. Okay, we've had the Oscars. We have had uh, the NBA All-Stars. Uh, we have had uh, a new series of My Dad Wrote a Porno. Uh, I've turned 24 last weekend. Amazing. Congratulations to me. Happy we both birthday. got our jabs, yep. which is exciting. Um, um, oh, oh, 30 seconds is quickly. Wow, okay. <laughs> I missed everything there. Oh, I've got so many more ideas now. So can, I, can I just do a quick little shout out to uh, Should one, we do a quick little division. 15 seconds? No, just a shout okay. out to One Division because that was, that was immense. And that was after February, right? Yeah, so I guess since since we stopped what uh, recording the podcast, Marvel's been releasing content every single week. So I mean, doing better than us. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> we walk so they could run. Really. <laughs> they, they, they so thirty seconds. That did go quicker than I thought, actually. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I guess I'll primarily talk about sport, but any movie news will just jump yeah, off. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Um, okay, we're gonna talk about this now. But Euro starting within two days, I guess. Premier League champions, Man City, Champions League winners. Unfortunately, Chelsea. We don't Ooh. like that, but oh well. Uh, we talk about other leagues. Uh, Lille won the French league, which is great considering PSG are just this billionaire giant who just takes everyone's players, so we don't like them. Uh, Inter won the Serie A, which is a nice change as they stopped Juve winning their tenth Scudetto, and that's thirty seconds. There we go. Good job, James. Good job. Follow me. <laughs> Not a competition. Oh, well, <laughs> well. Oh, so again, we're, all, we're all caught up. I would think that we're a bit rusty, and don't get me wrong, we are. But yeah. it was nice to have a little bit of, uh, you know, craziness to start off with, I guess. Well, it's been, what, three minutes into the podcast, we have a reference Twilight. So I think oh, it's, no. we've done pretty well, I think. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, so shall we shall we get started with the sports? Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff you rattled off in those 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean, I guess May no. is the time. Technically, I would like to say we said what has happened in the last four, three, four months, and you did say Euros. Ah, uh, yeah. So, that's... really, I won. Really, I won. Mm, technicalities, technicalities. Okay. Well, let's, let's just go and talk about it then. Okay, right. So, the Euros is, I think, starting on Friday. And it's, it's Euro 2020. So, it was meant to happen last year. Obviously, it's been... Pos- uh, 
pushed back due to the pandemic, but they're still branding it as Euro 2020. Is it a, uh, a four, like a Olympics type for every four years? Yes. So Euros happen every four years. So what you do is like, well, similar to the Olympics, which, you know, the Olympics is also happening this year, which seems somewhat controversial considering how many countries you're bringing in together. Whether will there be fans? I don't know. Are they still calling it Tokyo twenty twenty? Are they saying twenty twenty one? That one I have not researched. Um, I think they'll be calling it twenty twenty one. Um, I guess the branding of Euro twenty twenty is also because of the every four year aspect, which maybe the Olympics will follow. But speaking of the Euros, um, it's a competition that will be hosted. F- I think for the first time or by hosts of lots of countries. So Bulgaria hosting some games, England are hosting some games and some other countries that I'm not entirely sure about. If we look on uh, Smart, no, what's it called? Oddschecker? Oddschecker, perfect, exactly. You're doing my job for me. Uh, we can see that France are favourites and actually um, England are second favourites on, you know, as we check Oddschecker today. Football's coming out. Oh, wow. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Belgium, third favourite, and then Italy. Um, I would say, personally, France and Portugal are my teams I would think would go the furthest. But actually, France and Portugal are in the same group, dubbed the group of death with um, <laughs> Germany. We love a bit of drama, don't we? Germany and I believe it's Hungary. So, unfortunately unfortunate for the hungarians they may not they they shouldn't just turn up but actually like i mentioned i think oh so i I said bulgaria has hosted games but i think it's hungry so a a added spice towards the group of death is the weakest team by far hungry has got home court advantage so we've been watching too much nba um i think some of the their games are hosted in their country so that is an advantage, just being more familiar. Mm. So, Tara, tell me some of the memories you have of the Euros and what, you know, comes up. I think up. you're asking the wrong person <laughs> here. The only Euros I know is Eurovision. Oh, very nice. <laughs> uh, no, sorry, I don't actually know. I, is it like the World Cup, but just Europe? Yes. Okay, yeah. that's as per- much that, as That's I the know. perfect description. <laughs> think of the World Cup, but just Europe. Okay. And who won last year or last four years? Uh, Portugal. <laughs> okay, so that's why they're your favourite. Why? 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 Because the odds aren't saying them. What, what's your? Well, I, I'm I'm surprised that they're not within the top four favourites. And actually, Italy, as we see, maybe these are just the uh, odds they are giving me that are the best value. But the reason why I say Portugal have such a great chance is firstly they got Ronaldo Mm -hmm. that's hard to argue but also their team in general is um you know filled with lots of stars we talk about Bruno Fernandes we've got Jao Felix we've got Diego Jota they got a good back four we've got Cancelo we've got Diaz we've got Pepe or Fonte um and also the type of football they do is like I guess that with a good defense I think will go a long way in this competition attack Attack is like what everybody says you have to have, but when it's tournament football, 
you have you need you need experience as well. And Ronaldo as a serial winner and having won it last last time, I think it'd be good value. Because actually last time they didn't win many games, and this is the, I will talk about the format in a minute. Um, they didn't win any of their group games. They were the best third place team, and they so much meant they still progressed and they just just kept winning. And then they beat France in the final. Interesting, interesting. So you're saying France, Portugal again? Well, they can't because they're in the same team, but. You know. Yeah, I haven't looked at the bracket, so I think maybe depending where they finish in the group, they may finish in different brackets and meet again in the final, uh, which will be interesting because I guess since France has won the World Cup, so two great teams basically. The England odds may be a bit too much, I think. So, according to Odd Checker. <laughs> Or at least, you know, wherever you check, England are amongst the favourites. Maybe the reason why we say that is because lots of people are, you know, believe in England, which is why they are such strong favourites, because we're not just talking about quality, I just talking about ignorance here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> saying that... Who's it, the England coach? Gareth Southgate, Mr. Oh, yeah. You know, waistcoat himself. He did pretty well for us last, last time. Uh, yeah, in the World Cup. Yeah. He got... He brought us to the semi-finals. Really should have been the finals, but I remember we uh, we watched that game on the plane as we were going to Japan. If you oh, remember, oh yeah, that was mad. Yeah, and I I, I didn't think we were uh, we'll, we'll have time to watch it, but I guess we we were waiting for takeoff for such a long time that we saw like the free kick I mean, and maybe you've got wi-fi on the no there's wi-fi plane. on I can't it remember. everyone was watching that game yeah it was mad half the people were asleep half the people were <laughs> sadly watching the game and getting more sad as it was so went frustrating on. got to extra time and there was no hope at all <laughs> but maybe better this time their their attacks their attack is amazing they've got harry kane sterling sancho three of the best attackers in europe really but i'm not sure i believe they will go all the way so i think this is quite a good opportunity to have our first bet of the podcast what are your thoughts oh interesting that? okay well when do the euros finish um i would i think i saw a date of maybe around 22nd of july let's just say end of july end of is july. our well we'll see if we can keep up the podcast that long because we did it last <laughs> time but if we do so you put your odds on portugal well, my favourites are France. Your favourites are France. My favourites are France. What type of bet are you thinking? No, just sportsman bet. Nothing, nothing too serious. But as in, you want no to take on one it. of the teams, I'll take the other? Yeah. Okay. No, but I'm going to choose my team. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it might not be France, it might not be Portugal. Can we have a little look at the odds tracker again, James? Let's pull it up. I am going to say... I feel like it's going to be a hot summer. It's going to be a hot Italian summer. Wow. Interesting. Mm. That's that's my thoughts. I love a bit of an underdog. Interesting. Well, Italy historically are known as a great team. Mm -hmm. They've had recent struggles, but now with Roberto Mancini, who won uh, Man City's like famous Aguero moment league title is the manager and they've actually got very nice interesting players yeah maybe weaknesses at fullback but um looking at the bracket it might go far 
I, I like that shout. I think Italy will go far and they will win the Euros. I think that's what I'm saying. Wow, okay. <laughs> so what is our bet here? It's just win or lose. <laughs> so you're saying Italy? Huh? You're saying Italy? Yeah. Okay, why don't we do this? I have France and Portugal, you have the field. I have, I have everyone else. Yeah. I'm, I'm basically just, taking the favourites. I don't favorites, really like it. I don't like it. But that it. includes Italy. Italy as like your it. reign. It, it feels like you're just like talking down to me now. I feel like condescended. Uh, I, I'm just not a fan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're basically saying Italy is shit and you're not going to win the bet. I, I don't believe Italy will win. I believe Italy will win. Okay, fine. So I have a strong, I, strong t- belief, James. So I'm taking France and you're taking Italy. Yep. Fine. I would prefer you took Portugal because I feel okay. like that's I'll more take Portugal. Yeah. I'll take Portugal. Okay, a shake on it. Great. There you go. Very good. Fantastic. Good work with it. <laughs> we can maybe think of a punishment afterwards. There's no punishments. It's just glory or nothing. To be continued. Fair enough. Fair okay, enough. fine. Exciting. Watch the Euros. Um... Yeah, that'll be fun to watch. We've been watching a lot more sports recently. Yeah. Uh, watching a lot more NBA. Fantastic. Uh, tell them the deal, James. Tell them the deal. Yeah, so um, I recently bought League Pass, which for UK listeners out there is like a subscription service Americans or just, you know, worldwide fans buy to keep uh, get up to date with their NBA teams. Uh, but I discovered this sort of annual pass, which is, I think, twenty four ninety nine, and Is that per month? Well, this was annual, so mm. per year. So, But what it does, it ends at the end of the season. So I guess I have this until September. But little did I know, because I didn't think that £25 would include playoff games. Ooh. But, you know, I spoke to the tech support, text them, message, like live chats with them. And I have been watching quite a lot of NBA playoffs. We have been. It- Yes, we have been in the in the mornings and in the evenings with Tara. So Tara now is quite a a follower of the NBA as I am. I she am. has an announcement because she Well James, follows... you don't even have a team, do you? Are you really an NBA fan if you don't actually have a team? You're you're just an all rounder. You like to look from the sidelines. See I think it's because I'm very picky. I'm someone who's, you know, born in North London. My team I support, I have one team, which is Arsenal. Mm-hmm. With American sports... Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about Arsenal on the podcast yeah. until at least a couple of months now. Maybe There's the next time we do a podcast. Next time they score a goal, maybe we'll oh. celebrate it, but that'll be a while. <sighs> <laughs> Enough of the Arsenal talk. Uh, it's draining my energy already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, with NBA, look, I'm not American. That doesn't mean that can't be you know, support a team, but I want that sort of attachment I have Arsenal. With Arsenal, I can be irrational enough, you know, logical. I know what what Arsenal are and how good they are, but I want to be that irrational love, which I haven't got with an American team because I haven't been brought up with the NBA culture. Yeah, in the way I have my irrational love. Yeah, exactly, Mark. (laughs) So why don't you tell the listeners who is your new fond team? Well, but before we start, I'd just like to say... um, that I chose this team, well, really, we chose each other, uh, before their new success, would they say? What was glory, glory hunter? I'm not a glory hunter. I'm not out here for gold. If anything, I supported the Phoenix Suns before they were even getting there. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the first game I watched was Phoenix Suns. Yes, so 
I guess to add context, we, I guess, it was during the NBA bubble, you know, peak, well, I don't know if it was peak, but peak coronavirus, um, and I was watching, I think it must have been a Sunday, and I was watching the Suns-Clippers game, mm. and it was one of those eight warm-up games they had for the regular season, or bubble season, uh, whatever you want to call it, and I was watching Otara, and it was the game where Devin Booker hit the game winner. So, you know, quite a treat for your first, like a proper first game you watch as an NBA good. game. Um, I think the, the Phoenix Suns actually went 8-0. and They won all the games at the bubble, but still wasn't enough to get to the playoffs. Just like, you know, when I said the Phoenix Suns weren't good, I meant I didn't know they were good. <laughs> mm. Well, they weren't good. When you first watched them, at mm. that moment, they weren't good. But they just had this incredible run it's in the bubble. Amazing. And in the offseason, they got Chris Paul and has since finished second in the Western Conference. And obviously, they came up round one against the Lakers, which mm-hmm. for many, including myself, was probably the favourites to win the whole thing. Maybe at least the West. I mean, literally a year ago, if you asked me, do I know any NBA players? I would literally only know LeBron James. Right. Exactly. LeBron James. He is the player, right? Yeah. No match. No match, LeBron. Wow. Come for my boys. <laughs> <laughs> so Phoenix, you know, spoilers out there for, for those who don't know yet, but Phoenix did beat the Lakers in for the round one. Look, if you want Madness. to add... Madness. Absolute carnage. If you want to put excuses out there, if the Lakers were pr- fully healthy, mm. LeBron and, well... Primarily AD. I didn't see AD on the pitch. I, he wasn't there. Okay, so he played. He played at least in game two and game no, three. No, no. I mean, he was there, but he wasn't there. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Like, bless his soul, he gave it his best, but he's just not feeling it. I don't think he's, it's not his time right now. He needs a break. Saying that Chris Paul was a bit injured too, so I know. Was... But see, three PO brought it out for us, <laughs> injured or not. <laughs> but the Suns were amazing, and every time we watched mm. them, the Suns just kept getting massive leads and Tara was like oh well is it like I guess because sometimes she wasn't sure is this close and I just had to give her a resounding no this is not close this is like <laughs> a ridiculous lead relative to is the Lakers is yeah. LeBron Whatever yeah and, and, and even though you don't have a team you would say you would support the Lakers in terms of that game right yeah well I I was we interested kind of to see how there. far LeBron could go and sure I wanted to feed into if you're the Phoenix Suns I will take the Lakers side fun, doesn't it and it was a resounding win for the Phoenix Suns. I'm very and... excited for our Portugal Italy final in the Euros. Oh, that would be fantastic! Be great. <laughs> be so I really good. want Portugal to play Italy at least. Yeah. Just to have the uh, final shots podcast derby. Mate, we're gonna have like a live stream of it. We're gonna like comment- <laughs> com- commentary. I think commentary. we should. Um, <laughs> I should go Portugal. You should go Italy. <laughs> we should. You know, to the Amber Portugal. But, um... I mean, yeah, you'll be stuck there for a while. Mm. That's not too bad. It's nice and no, funny. I'll take it. But, okay, a little bit of, not trivia, a bit of a test. Oh, no. Tara, uh, oh, she, she seems to know a lot of the I Phoenix Sun love... squad. So why don't you just, what, should we give you a cup? I won't time it, but a couple of seconds. Let's see how this many is the players now, you can I mean, name. You know, it's like when you're watching The Weakest Link. <laughs> right, <laughs> there's five hundred pounds on the oh, line. No. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. Okay, as you know. Okay, let's Keep just going. go for it. Keep okay, we yeah. got uh, Chris Paul the third. It's <laughs> full Perfect. Title. Devin Booker. Perfect. Uh, Jay Crowder. Yep. Oh, 
the one that sounds like Will Smith get a Jane Smith, but it's not Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith, <laughs> perfect. Smith. Um, oh, there's the Boris Johnson one in it. Cameron Johnson. Perfect. Uh, to uh, worst prime minister. Cameron Johnson, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cameron Hughes. No, there is no. another Cameron. Oh, is it? There okay, is another Cameron. Just keep going. Oh, but do I know anymore? I do know them. You know I know them. There's a pressure, there's a spotlight. I would say her average of getting them was about 10 players, which is incredible. I think we're going to have to leave it there. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to name a few names. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Frank. Oh, yeah. Kaminsky. Kaminsky, I'll give you that one. Can <laughs> I was you... going for a little draw the boys. Can you go anymore? <laughs> um, I'll give first names and see if yeah, you get any. DeAndre. Aiden. Perfect. Um, Mikhail. <gasps> Bridges. Perfect. And Dario. Oh, I this don't is know one of the ones you name, didn't know. But I remembered because it's like Dario and Horace, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> there is Saric. Ah, oh, Saric. We love Saric. This one I'm not entirely sure you know. Tori? Don't know. Craig. Tori Craig. Um, or as they like to say, Craig. Ah, is that true? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Americans say Craig. And Jevon? <laughs> I don't know if you've I covered this know. before. Carter. You know what? Next week I will do better. I will come back and I'll bring my own game. (laughs) I'm a disgrace to the Phoenix Suns. I said we deserved each other, but I guess not. So maybe we'll do a regular update so the Phoenix Suns (laughs) during the playoffs. Uh, Just as an update, who they're playing the Denver Nuggets in the second round? No, not second. Yeah, second round of playoffs. They took the first game. Of course they did. Chris Paul taking over in the fourth quarter. Amazing stuff. Can the MVP Jokic? Respond. No, no, you no. can't. You okay, can't. that's fantastic. <laughs> so I think that's enough sports for one day. Yeah, I'm excited um, to see them beat the Clippers. It'll wow. be good. That'll be a good game. <laughs> so you're already calling a Clippers Phoenix yeah. Western Conference final. Yeah, of course. Fantastic. That's so interesting. As much as I don't want the Clippers to progress, I do just to to wipe the smile off their wow. faces. To be honest. Yeah. I, if Phoenix can win, win the final, like. We beat LeBron and AD. Who else are you gonna come at us? Kawhi Kyrie? PG, maybe. Is it Kyrie? What? Where's Kyrie from? Brooklyn Nets. Okay, not Kyrie. Kawhi. 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 Yeah. Kawhi and Paul George. Mm, I mean, that was that was quite a game we watched. Who was that? Clippers and Mavericks. It was Game mm. Seven. Doncic just didn't quite have enough, but it was amazing. I mean, Game Seven is always an exciting one, isn't it? Yeah. Wasn't as exciting as you'd have hoped because actually they got quite a big lead, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but to even get them to Game Seven, when most people thought maybe Clippers would get through, but Doncic was just amazing. Okay, so that's all the NBA for today, is it? Yep. So I guess onto the films and oh, TV. Oh, oh, in my section. Okay. Well, really, now I feel like I'm, I'm just a sports person. Now, yeah, I know. agree. Um, but <laughs> well, actually. We don't have too much to talk about with film and TV. Okay. Because I feel like, as we've spent three months away, I feel like it's something that happens, like, every single day there's new news, you know? Yeah. So our new news of today is the Kim's Convenience debacle. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So we're big fans of Kim's Convenience. Yeah, 
as a sitcom goes in, okay so interestingly enough we're going to touch upon the sort of drama the news about it overall is is actually still very nice to watch a show that has asian representation as a asian myself like oriental asian we're talking about here um, like, i feel like that's a bad word but you are asian so that's fine okay <laughs> whichever way fine um it is nice to see, I guess, not just a primarily white cast. I just love that no one knows what we look like. So really, you could just be a white guy and be like, yeah, I'm Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> when we maybe go to video, we'll, we'll do a big reveal. Um, but no, I primarily enjoy Kim's Convenience, at least before this news, you know. Yeah, it's a show very much enjoy and it's very funny and also heartwarming something yeah. about a sitcom like the parks and recs community if you r- do care about the characters it does go a long way where it, even if the jokes don't hit you still enjoy the story yeah it's like when we first watched fresh off the boat which i feel like was definitely the first show i'd watched that really showed like the asian experience yeah like, also i'm not asian well i'm not <laughs> southeast asian i'm uh I'm half Asian. I'm half Pakistani, half Irish. Yeah. I kind of forgot for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Scottish. But we were... <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? There's a lot in there. Um, but yeah, no, it was the first time I'd seen something like that. And it was great watching it with you, James, because, you know, there'd be so many little bits, which was clear that the writers were Asian. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like little things like, I don't know, getting spam at the shopping. Mm, oh, spam. I, mean? I did introduce, for the listeners out there, if you want a nice, cheap, hot... Heartwarming meal. Boil some rice, primarily in a rice cooker, but you haven't got one available, that's okay. Um, <laughs> you can use any normal pot and pan, just make rice as Don't sieve it though, Uncle Roger would not be happy. Exactly, that is a, that's blasphemous. <laughs> if you're going to do that, go buy microwave rice or something. Yeah. Like, just don't do that to us. <laughs> Jasmine preferable, to be honest, for, you know, mm-hmm, for this experience. Then you get a can of Heinz beans, if not, whatever your choice of beans are. I wonder if Americans, Asian Americans would do that as well, because I feel like beans is so British. Mm. I feel like that might just That's be a, you know, Asian-British thing. Maybe. I would love to hear more from our American <laughs> listeners, I guess. But yeah, nice can of beans, chuck it in a microwave. Three minutes, bubbling. Perfect. And then, so you've got two options here. The healthier, I say healthier, the healthy option in a rice cooker, sometimes you can sort of steam, you have like a steaming section. You cut up the spam into sort of, you know, bite-sized pieces and pull it to steam. So then what we have, so the meal is spam, beans and rice. And guys, th- th- those, don't switch off the podcast. <laughs> You've got the nice saltiness of the spam, the nice sweet of the beans and then the rice just complements it all well mm. together and Tara's skeptical at first as well she definitely was and I think everybody has this conception that spam is this horrendous school dinner food and if I was having that for school dinners I'd be a very happy boy <laughs> so if you do want to make it just a bit extra delicious you can just fry the spam a bit and it Ooh. makes it nice and crisp oh, so good fried. extra salty Perfect. Mm. For anyone who wants to be a bit more adventurous, I would add maybe some uh, Chinese sausage, <gasps> which adds Chinese a gorgeous sauce. saltiness to it. Tara, tell me, please tell me this, the, 
Tell the listeners how delicious this dish is. I mean, or I maybe... think you just have to try it yourself. I can't describe it in words, but I would just say perfect comfort food. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> cheap, you know. And, you know, you can buy all the ingredients at a convenience store. Oh, wow, yeah. So, back to the <laughs> story. Yeah. So, <laughs> essentially, it's the last season, season five. Mm-hmm. And I guess the actor, the main Mel John, Lee, yeah. Jun, and the Mrs. Kim. Mrs. Kim have come out on Twitter saying how maybe the the writers' room, the producers, I guess the higher up positions in the production and development in Kim's Convenience is predominantly white, and that they're a bit saddened by the lack of influence of, well, a lack of Asian influence within yeah. those higher up positions where. They are Asian Canadians who would have real life experiences that just makes this show a bit more organic. Basically, also, you'd want the show to be more authentic, like certain jokes or certain sort of tropes they may use definitely goes a long way if you know that it's from an Asian writer or producer. Like, but when it, if it does come from sort of like, you know, white producers or writers, it definitely makes it a bit more sort of feel a bit more potentially distasteful in the jokes that they, you know, say or portray. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting one because, you know, um, I think with with a general TV show, uh, there's always the kind of issue of when you when you're an actor and you believe your character will act a certain way, it's really frustrating when you get the script. Even even think of like that Friends episode where Joe finds out his character dies, mm-hmm. and he's like desperately tries not to make it happen. Right? It's it, I can understand why that's frustrating for actors, but also why it's frustrating for writers and why actors shouldn't have that influence. However, I think this is a completely different case. I think this is a very unique case, in which you know Kim's Convenience is one of the only, well, it's the only Asian Canadian show I think. Right, and it's actually really important in the way it looks at Asian storylines. So it's not just a general show with Asian people in, it's like a, a very much this show is important in Asian culture, if that makes sense. Yeah. So having white writers and especially I mean, I haven't seen the new season, we haven't seen it. No. Um so just going off what uh the actors have said they're saying, you know, there were times they had to go with storylines they felt were racist. And that should never be the case, especially because there's an element of, you know, if an Asian person is saying something, it's definitely more fine than if a white person is saying something, if that makes yeah, sense. For Asian culture, we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, because, you know, with if you live the Asian experience, you can comment on that, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of mad. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting because it's it's sad when you watch a show which, you know, before this, I thought it was a good quality show, um, good jokes, and like I said, very heartwarming. It's just sad to feel the uh, actors have felt like this. I don't know if they've felt this at the start, but at least they feel it now, and we will be watching season five just to see, um, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how we view it. Hopefully we won't be cladded too much by this news and just actually objectively watch it and just see for ourselves if we feel it is either uncomfortable or just 
maybe the actors don't seem as engaged because of you know this news um yeah, it's hard. But it's hard <laughs> it to detach. A bit of taste in your mouth, doesn't it? It it definitely does. Um, which is quite it's sad to hear, but especially when you know there's talent out there. That doesn't exactly. Have to, exactly. That's the thing. It's like it's not. It when we talk about including like inclusivity. Yeah. Um, it's not just to. It's not like a token gesture. Yeah. There are talent out there, and it's just literally because there's a lack of representation. So we want to bring in that representation, exactly, because they are talented people. It's not the this is our token, exactly Asian guy, black so that guy. we can't be cancelled yeah, on Twitter. We, right? No, we want to choose very <laughs> talented people and give them this opportunity. Yeah, because it comes out in the storylines. You know yeah. what I mean? Like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we'll find out fresh off the boat it was written by white people. I don't think it is. But, um, like, that spam storyline. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that is so truly Asian-American experience. Yeah. Like, um, but also, like, okay, this is a possible bad take. I don't. I think it's fine for white writers to write other people's experiences. I think just as long as you do your research and it's well done. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I also don't think there's a reason for only white writers to be writing these experiences, though. You know what I mean? Because, like you're saying, there are other people there. Um, but at the end of the day, what you need is, like, you know, good representation. And part of me worries that because white writers don't want to, uh, <clears throat> well, they clearly do and they still do, <laughs> but write other experiences, um, it will mean we have less experiences on show. And I want people to take this not as a criticism, but as, like, okay, you need to learn and actually get, you know, people of colour on board. Um, and if not, at least listen to their stories, right? Because otherwise you get bad representation or you get no representation, and we want neither, to be honest. Yeah. I've, it's really hard to decide on the sort of balance in a way because still in this world, I guess, unfortunately, and, you know, I think everyone is trying hard to address it, but it is a predominantly white dominant industry. Yeah. Um, and in, in that probably means especially higher up uh, sort of white producers or writers have more of an avenue to get for a show to get greenlit basically definitely and if we think about the cast of Kim Convenience if we if we added the fact that let's say he is a white writer or, you know but did take a lot of influence from his actors his yeah. actors that are Asian Canadian then surely I feel like criticising that would be wrong because Okay, Shaw is a writer, and you could be like, well, you know, an Asian actor would be just as good, but in terms of the storylines, it is authentic enough because we're talking about sort of real-life experiences or, you know, people that have know exactly what they're talking about in terms of, because it's their culture. It's something they're proud of. I think that's the thing, isn't it? I feel like the actors were just so frustrated that they weren't being heard. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also that they were the ones having to then play out these, I think what they were talking about, like stereotypes that they didn't, feel well right you know what i mean also you know you can't ignore the fact you know um they were saying that they were getting paid less than other shows mm-hmm. uh that they also um the spin-off is of the only white actress in the show because i guess i don't think that's happening yeah <laughs> maybe not Surely maybe not. not but it just seems weird for an asian show to then do that look i don't know much about it maybe it is asian centered as well but it seems weird that the main character would be the non-Asian person in the show, you that, know? As much as I really like her character, I think she's great. It just feels like a weird move. So that... uh, So 
we saw that on the BBC article, and they mentioned that that anecdote of potentially a spin-off show of of the white um, character that is John's manager. Yeah. In the car wash, or no, it's not. It's not a car wash actually. It's mechanic car company. <laughs> it's been a while since we yeah. watched the show. And in a <laughs> Please show do your which... own research. Don't trust <laughs> us on anything. In a show that has a lot of Asian characters, you know, great quality characters. Firstly, I don't know if her character is actually good enough for a spin-off anyway. She's yeah. quirky, it's funny, She she's just fine. didn't get the screen time, right? And there's not much depth because she didn't get the screen time, which is fair enough because it's about the Kim family. But it, it's just, it just adds to this sort of ongoing narrative that, like, why is in a way superior? Like, what, in the Asian show, how is the only, sp- the spin-off you're considering is of the... Not much, not a rarely seen character. Yeah. That's the white character. It yeah. doesn't really make sense. And I think you know his friend would have been much more interesting. Yeah, I, th- I agree. Like really funny. Yeah. Um, got that sort of underdog story yeah. that you can follow. Um, spin-offs don't really do well typically. So yeah. to be honest, I don't think it would do well regardless of whether what character. Um, but it's just saddening to hear the thoughts of the spin-off just goes back to the biases still in the industry. Yeah. Especially in this predominantly like Asian cast and which is great to see. It's just a bit sad to Yeah, I mean especially know. after the year we've had and like the increase in Asian hate crime yeah, and everything. Exactly. It's just like a okay, kick in kick in the face yeah. basically. But um I mean I guess that's kind of all we've got to say about Kim's convenience. Yeah. We'll give you an update once we've watched the season. Yeah. Um, I guess what 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 are we watching right now then, James? Yeah, so we've we've been watching quite a lot actually. Um we recently caught up to date with uh Handmaiden's Tale. Yeah. I'm very so just spoilers. As always, this is a spoilery podcast. <laughs> but she has got to Canada. I know I mean Maybe a season too late, but sure. <laughs> so, just as context, I'd seen all the seasons up until this point, and uh, James caught up and so that we could watch the newest one together. And as a pre-warning, I told him, yeah, I love it, it's a great show. Just a warning, it's maybe should end soon. Because she keeps every season, she almost gets there, yeah. and she doesn't. Yeah. And I was like, well, what's season five going to be? She's almost going to get there, and she doesn't. But she did. I I can't believe she. <laughs> you I actually, speechless, James. I, I actually am because <laughs> just to give the two scenarios. So there's one time that she could have escaped. She was in the aeroplane, but she got caught. Fine, no problem there. Would have cut the season very, uh, the series very short, and I guess that's not what HBO want. Yeah. This the second time she could have escaped. It was her choice to stay, and you know, for those who maybe not don't know the handmaiden world the law of it it's a shit place just base that's all i can say basically um the handmaidens are treated like slaves mm. and it's ridiculous and i think so the marthas which are i guess old women who can't help with the reproduction or like so there's a fertility problem in the world and gilead which is the place what what which is america where the handmaidens are um have the took it upon themselves to kind of force uh, reproduction, basically. Um, but yeah, anyway, sorry. Mar- the Marthas are just older women who sort of help look after the house, etc. But they help um, 
June to... Sorry, James, I'm still distracted. Um, you know we were talking about how Twilight hasn't made an impact on this podcast? Yeah. I don't know if the listeners can hear, but there is a dog howling like a wolf. <laughs> I think I think he's saying we need a little mention of Jacob. I think that's, that's Jacob just shouting out. Oh, my out. gosh. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you there. I just thought it was quite funny. No, I mean, this is a Twilight podcast. It so is we... a Twilight podcast, and we've been neglecting our duty. <laughs> so, sorry, carry on, yeah. No, but, so, the Marthas, there was, I guess it's like a secret network. They got her a chance to escape. And her friend, who the name I forgot, who played Rory in Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Let, well, let's just, just say, let's call her Rory, because that's what I call her. That's, what, that's, <laughs> that's one thing bad when I recognise characters. Yeah. I just call her by the... The Daenerys of the Emily Clark world. It's true. We're in in Handmaid's Tale. We've got June, main character. Yeah. We've got Poussey, and yeah. we've got Rory. <laughs> Poussey being the Orange is New Black character. Yeah. Um, but no. So she could have escaped. She was on a car in the car, and she's got this newborn baby. She gave the newborn baby to her friend, and decided, no, I'm staying. And look, the reasoning behind it, there is some logic. She doesn't want to leave her firstborn behind. But in this situation where you have no power, actually don't even necessarily know where your daughter is. I think at that point she did, though. Yeah, the thing is, it's an understandable moment. It's just frustrating. But for the show and how they yeah. built it, this is a horrible place. You need to escape and maybe try to get your daughter from the outside. Mm. Whilst I guess, you know, I'm not a father or I haven't got any kids, so maybe it's different if I was in that situation. But it doesn't mean you're giving up. But this place, once you're going to get caught if you're staying. And then you you won't you'll you'll be powerless to save your child. But anyway, going on to this season, I thought it may have dragged on, like get her to a way where she's nearly escaped. But no, she's in Canada now, and it's so right, interesting that... to watch the politics. The within... Watfords are in prison. Yep. Uh, well, they're pregnant. Which is mad. The trial is happening. <sighs> this is a good season so far. Yeah, and it's interesting the portrayal of uh women. Go- who have been through trauma and it's like mm. how the recovery goes and how it's so it's not linear for no. anyone it's no. you know some may recover quicker like you don't really ways, recover right? either yeah exactly um and the dynamic between relationships of how do you act together mm. after someone has gone through such a traumatic experience and it's not necessarily at least at the start or maybe ever will ever be the same as how it no. once was before. Uh, referencing June and her husband, Luke. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to take. And actually, like I said, look, maybe a season too late in terms of she should have escaped, but the pacing has been very has been very good for the show. And the moment where June and Poussey met up was oh so gosh. emotional and yeah. was so unexpected because they were escaping in a way. And basically... The town they were in, they were, I guess, bombed. Mm. And we see June, you know, in quite distress. And she sees someone. And so she was with um, the one-eyed girl. Yeah, Janine. Janine, sorry. I'm not great with names. <laughs> and so... And Poussey's in Canada at that moment. Yeah, So exactly. she thinks, I'm never going to see Poussey As again. a volunteer helping... But exactly, she's a volunteer. And so we see June see someone. It's like, oh, it must be Janine. And, and then there's Poussey. And it was such an emotional moment and i think it built built up and everything made sense but it was so unexpected and it was fantastic and even getting her to canada was quite a, a trouble but yeah. she's great there. so far amazing good job june 
Um, we yeah. talked a lot about Canada now, haven't we? I know, my head's spinning. And speaking of spinning, oh, Bosch, Jesus, uh, not the washing machine brand, but we've been watching the American crime show Bosch on Amazon. And it's again something Tara has watched, but kindly re-watching with me. Yeah, and I've read all the books as well. Exactly. I'm a true fan. So I, I think... <laughs> And I think it's fair to say um, it's a very well done police show, but mm. you know, with sort of generic tropes, you know, yeah. a no nonsense veteran cop who's all about blue law. Is that what they call it? Blue justice? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's weird watching after the year we've had, but. Yeah, it is it's, interesting. It's actually. kind of nice just to be like. Oh, it's, it's like when we watched Line of Duty, mm. you know? But it's like Line of Duty was the opposite. It was like, you know, getting bent Harper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas Bosch himself is a little bent, you know? He is. He's, he's, he bends he's the a law hard, He bends it, but like to do good, right? Yeah. But it's, I guess it's nice just to like pretend that that's the normal world and that's what real coppers are like. But we... Mm. But yeah, mm. if, you, <laughs> if you want a good quality police show that... Mm. You know, it's just very enjoyable. Got good amount of action because I guess Line of Duty. Line of Duty did have a good amount of action, but <laughs> this is a bit more hands on, shall we say? Yeah, I think it's you know the the thing with Bosch is Bosch. You know, mm-hmm. it's just got such a strong character, and that's why I like the books as well. Yeah, and Titus Oliver just takes that role, makes it his own. I can't see anyone else yeah. as Bosch now. Um, and yeah, I think new season coming up, so we're going to try and catch up. We're on about yes. season three, so we need of to work six. a bit yeah. harder. So we've got four more. Um, and but if we'll you, get there. If you want another reason to watch it, he has an amazing house. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. A, it's an amazing house. Oh, my, my, my friends told me, you you just watch the show for the house, and you know what? They weren't wrong. And they milked it. They milk it. Every single mm-hmm. other scene is the house, and that's fair enough. I'm not even angry. It's if great. You, if you thought, you know, speaking of the Friends reunion, maybe mm. we talk about, but um, if you thought Friends used Central Perk a lot, this is another level. <laughs> Maybe not before forty minute show. The views, and the the B roll for it, or even just eating takeout. The amount of times we've seen them eat takeout in his house. Mm. But he gets the plates out. I respect. Yeah, that. no. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little thing. He's not a savage like me or <laughs> us. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think maybe it's time to talk about something that has been three months in the making, or one month away. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, I didn't even know that. Okay. Well, I say two, but let's see how good your memory is because last time on this podcast we chose Wimbledon to watch. Yes, we did. I think we did anyway. If we didn't, someone someone correct us. Yeah. But Wimbledon, what were your thoughts? You know, it was a very nice watch. Because um, I have thoughts. Okay. okay. Interesting. So I'll, I'll give you a quick mm-hmm. my opinion. Wasn't expecting much. Uh, it was a very underdog story. It was basically about a, you know, old athlete who, you know, hasn't had much success and then is about his journey potentially or potentially not to the final. Um, you know, actually, it's a spoiler-heavy yeah, show. It's, it's a love story, tennis story. Yes. And Nothing wrong with it. Long story short, Vision... Wins Wimbledon. Yeah. Uh, somewhat unbelievable. A part of me, really. So I think there was a message of the story of like, and even in life, you know, <laughs> getting all deep here. 
it everybody always like aims for specific targets and goals in life but the journey itself is what really fulfills you as well like getting to that point is amazing but you can also have fun along the way and i think this movie did show that i mean it's all about fun (laughs) honestly all this movie taught me to be honest was if you want to win wimbledon just have sex Mm. that's what if you're a guy if you're a guy if you're a woman it ruins you (laughs) you know (laughs) mad (laughs) but um so your thoughts yeah, I've actually Negative got a bit thoughts. of a... No, 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 no. I've got okay. a conspiracy theory. Oh, wow. Well, or maybe not a conspiracy theory, but... How well-versed are you in the MCU, James? I... I know some of my characters. Okay. Uh, how about even wider than that? Just If we're just talking fandom in general. I think Wimbledon, although it's not a superhero movie, although it's not like a fandom movie, is the peak fandom movie, the first one that set it all off. Oh yeah. Yeah. So th- th- think about why why I think that. So visions in there. Mm-hmm. Wait, when was the first Iron Man? Iron Man. Movie? Uh, I would say two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Okay. Yeah. So we have Wimbledon. Two thousand and four. Four whole years, right? Which is probably a good amount of time to develop. Yeah. Iron Man. So, Vision, Paul Bettany. Yeah. Lucky. Amazing. Great in the role. But I feel like after after these kind of shows, I didn't think I'd see him in much. Mm-hmm. And then, bang, MCU. Amazing. Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Do you know what Kirsten Dunst is in? Oh, it may be no. before your time. No. As in she was... Was she not in the, the other movie you watched? The... Yes, bring on. I mean, she... she <laughs> Kirsten Dunst is the final shots actor. <laughs> really. Um... Spider-Man. Oh! Mary Jane. Oh, crazy! Do you remember who uh, Paul Bettany's, or I guess Peter Best Colt's, friend. Or oh, his manager, yeah. Oh, manager was the... Uh, what's his name? I'm really sad. I can't like... It, he was lucky in Iron Man and he's... John... Not, not Rousseau. Uh, this is John Favreau. John Perfect. Favreau. John Favreau. So that's, that's enough, right? Yeah, that's and... enough. That's like the Marvel 3, right? I mean, Spider-Man is edging into Marvel. I don't quite understand the mechanics. So they're Marvel now. Okay, so the Marvel three, right? Let me just let me just put a few other nuggets on there. Please. It's not Marvel at all, but I just thought this was like a nice little addition. Sam Neil. Who's Sam Neil? Kirsten Dunst's dad in the film. Okay, can I have? Can I see a picture? This guy. Ooh. Should I, should I give you a little clue? Was he in a lot? Look, Jurassic Park. Do, 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 do. Exactly. Do, 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 Which, I mean, although not Marvel, fandom, right? Dinosaurs. What, exactly. what, what do you want? Exactly. Who was his best friend? The things he the things he would do for love, eh? Exactly. Exactly. 40 love, eh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and to be honest, I'm sure there's a lot more in here, but I'm just going to finish off with who is Peter Colt's brother? Could I see another picture? I mean, when you f- see the picture. Okay, I do not remember. Please reveal. Um, remind me, is X Men in the MCU? <laughs> yes, it is now. <laughs> James McAvoy, Professor X. Oh yeah. Now this movie is literally just a Comic Con. 
I mean, wild. I didn't even pick it up when I was watching wow, it. Wow, that, that's so true. But having had the three months to really put together my plan is just so, unrivaled. It's unrivaled. I think John Favreau, though, just really, really nails it for me. Crazy. So when they say take any opportunity you can, they're right, because networking, <laughs> networking is key, is what we've learned. Look, Wimbledon might not have been the most successful film. I think it's like a six point something on IMDb. I loved it. But really, did it not just open up the space for this magnificent universe that we now have? To be honest, I just want to see Sam Neill in the MCU now. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know how old he is. He's probably very old. <laughs> it, is a, it definitely should be a footnote to the MCU, shouldn't it? Yeah. Wimbledon. Yeah. Who'd have thought, eh? Roger Federer. <laughs> so, I guess I'm curious what we'll uncover in our next movie. Fantastic. Yeah, it's a bit rusty. So how do we do this again? Do we? I don't know <laughs> whose turn it was. Right. Should we just do rock, paper, scissors? Let's go. One uh, time only. For those who will eventually listen, are we doing rock, paper, scissors or rock, paper, scissors, shoot? What are we doing, James? Rock, paper, scissors. Is the course, only right answer. Okay. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors. Scissors uh, beats paper. For fans out there, it's James's turn. This one's kind of dusty now. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to take your pick? Okay. Oh, I can see a B. Ooh, like an actual B or just a letter? Blades of Glory. <gasps> oh, interesting. Have you seen? I have not said seen movie? Blades of Glory. I have seen Dodgeball. This is the shit sequel of Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've been told. Have you seen Dodgeball? No. <gasps> we need to watch Dodgeball. It's somewhere. I assume in it's that. in there, right? So yeah, when it comes get to, it, to it, we'll watch as a prequel. Which oh, I'm worried the though, because I'm sure we mentioned this before, but James watched Hobbit before Lord of the Rings. So then he thought Hobbit was better than Lord of the Rings. Somehow. It's a hot take. It's a hot take. It's the wrong take, but Blaze of Glory is definitely not better than Dodgeball. And, but but we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I mean, I haven't watched it. I if you're saying Blaze of Glory is known to be worse maybe that's a good order to watch it maybe it is maybe it is but either way that's the end of the podcast yep it's a been a great return to our i would say yeah please watch along with us and tell us what you think about blaze <laughs> of glory oh so how do we end this again i do not know but i guess final shots signing out signing out <laughs> <laughs>